Hallelujah. Praise Jehovah. Amen. What a wonderful God that we serve. So thankful for the songs this morning. I'm thankful for the prayer on my behalf. What a blessing it is to serve a God that loves us. Although he's the creator of all things that we just, that we just sang about, yet he loves us, his, creature, his creation, so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to pay a debt of sin that we could never pay. What a blessing it is to be able to worship this morning. Yes, I need some help. That's it. <laughs> Thank you, Brent. Blessing it is to have turned the power on. What a wonderful opportunity we have. We have an opportunity to study God's Word this, mo this morning, so uh, please join me this morning as we study. Have you ever had to guard anything? I mean, really, really guard something. You know, I haven't too much in my days in the, in the business that I am. I've, I've occasionally, uh, you know, guarded my house against some Halloween honoriness and some things like that. I've guarded a bonfire, homecoming bonfire my days. You know, probably maybe the most serious thing is maybe something that hasn't really panned out. There's been a time or two where we've, have, we've had a lockdown at our school when there's some, been some threat against the school. And although um, I'm thankful that none of that has ever turned into anything serious, but that's probably the most, you know, important or biggest thing that I've ever, uh, you know, I have to guard this. You know, and when that happens, you have this heightened sense of awareness. You, uh, you know, is everything right? Or are, are, are all the entrances locked? Did everybody remember what they're supposed to do? Are all the kids safe? And all of a sudden, you just, all this goes through your mind, and you want to do everything you possibly can to guard the people in that school. We need to guard our heart. Proverbs 4, verse 23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The NIV says, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. We need to guard our heart. Keep here means just that, guard. It means to protect from danger. Heart. We're not talking about this, this beating organ that's in our chest that, that keeps blood flowing to our body. We're talking about that inner, that inner man, that inner person. Our will, our mind, our understanding. When we talk about the heart this morning, that's what we're talking about. The things that makes, us, makes our will be what it is. Our thinking what it is. Our actions, the thing we say, makes it be what it is because that's what's inside of us. Our heart. Everything we do, everything we say comes from the heart. The good that we say, the good that we do comes from the heart. The evil that we say, 
the evil that we do, the sins that we commit, come from our heart. Our hearts have to be kept. They have to be guarded. They have to be conditioned so that what we do and what we say is good. This verse is often used by, by itself, as many verses often are in Proverbs. This morning, I would like to look at the verses before Proverbs uh, 4.23 and the verses after it, as it can tell us a whole lot about how to guard our hearts. Proverbs 4 and 13 says, Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Take fast hold. Let her not go. Have you ever had to hold on to something? And I mean really hold on to it. Have you had to hold on to somebody? And really have to hold on to it? You know, I'm thinking of some times when maybe we're out hiking and uh, we're down at uh, Caprock Canyons or something, climbing around in some of those canyons, and, and you've got a young one or even, you know, one of my children, and I've, I'm trying to help up to a cliff, and maybe they're too little to get to. I grab them by the hand and pull them up, and you know you've got, you know, you've got a situation where you've got a child by the hand, by the arm, and you're getting them to a safer place, and if you let go, Serious injury, maybe even death can happen. What do you do? You hold fast. And you don't let go. That's what we need to do with instruction. We need to keep her. Keep here means the same word. Guard. We need to guard that instruction. The instructions that we take into our heart, that we learn from God's Word, through study, from teaching, we need to guard it. We need to get it in our heart, and we need to keep it. For it is our life. It determines our life. Whether it's a sad and sinful life, or whether it's a full and fruitful and faithful life. It's all determined with what's in our heart and how we guard our heart. Proverbs 4, beginning in verse 20, says, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Attend. Attend means to give attention. I believe it was Sadler last Sunday that's talking when we study God's Word and the instruction that we have, it doesn't need to be something that we just check off. It's not just something we check off of our chores. I did that. There's my daily reading. There's my weekly reading. Or We need to attend to the words of God. We need to give it our full attention. Incline thine ear. Unto my sayings. Incline means to listen. You know, there's a difference between listening and hearing. Sometimes I hear things, but I don't listen. I know I was told something and I walk into the next room and I don't have a clue what it was. Probably none of the rest of y'all have experienced that. Do we listen? Do we listen to God's word? 
Pay attention to it. Give it attention. Keep it in the midst. I mean, keep it in the middle, deep inside of our heart. Keep it in our mind. Let it determine our will. Let it determine what we do. Let it determine what we say. Let it provide the understanding that we need to get through life. Because that's exactly what it is and exactly what it will determine. The instructions of God are a blessing to us in this life and especially in the life after this. If we'll listen to it, if we'll attend to it, if we'll keep it in the middle of our heart, it'll be a blessing, a great blessing to us. Psalms 119, verse 9. says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? In other words, how is a young man supposed to know what to do? What's a young person need to know what to do? How do any of us know what to do to get through this life? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. We need to study. We need to study so we can be approved. So that we can be that workman that knows what to do. Knows how to live. Knows how to share God's word with others. Knows how to have a ready answer. We study to cleanse our way. We study to seek God. We study so that we don't wonder. Remember the days before GPS and trying to find something? All those different streets you might take and trying to figure out where to go and now we got that GPS Turn it on, put in the destination. It'll tell us each turn exactly where to go when we're there. It's GPS. It tells us exactly where to go, where to turn, where we're going, how to get there. If we'll listen to it. We study that we might not sin. Without God's Word, without our feelings of, of, of fearing God and loving God and having a God to serve and to obey, what reason is there not to sin? What reason is there not to just fulfill our flesh? There's not one. But we have a loving God that saves us, that loves us, wants us to be saved through His Son, Jesus. And we need to listen to His Word that we might not sin. Proverbs 4.23, our opening verse, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Our heart is something that we have to keep, we have to guard, it's something that we have to actively do, it's something that we have to choose to do. Psalms chapter 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. (coughs) 
We will either delight in the law of the Lord or we're going to delight in something else. It's our nature to do what feels good, what's comfortable for us, what puts us in a, in a place of, of enjoyment that we like. If it's God's Word, we're going to delight in God's Word. If it's not, we're going to delight in something else. And we're going to end up living after the flesh and wallowing our way, or wallowing our life away in sin if we don't delight in the law of the Lord. Because that's what will keep us, that's what will keep our hearts. In Philippians, the 15th chapter, the apostles had wrote letters to the Gentile churches of Antioch and Syria and Cilicia. And in those letters, they wrote specific things that those churches, those congregations needed to take action concerning things that they needed to keep. Things that they needed to keep themselves from. Verse 28 says, For it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things, that ye abstain from meats offered to idols and from blood and from things strangled and from fornication, from which ye keep yourselves. Ye shall do well. Fare ye well. So when we were dismissed, they came to Antioch, and when they had gathered the multitude together, they delivered the epistle. These congregations had something that they needed to work on. And the apostles, through the Holy Ghost, wrote down God's Word and gave them instructions. They went to these congregations and delivered these epistles. And this is what He told them. This is what they needed to keep themselves from. What would a letter to me say? What would a letter to me say that I need to keep myself from first timothy the fifth chapter paul writing to timothy told timothy says lay hands suddenly on no man neither be a partaker of other men's sins keep thyself pure god expects all of us to keep ourselves pure we are his children he sent His Son to suffer and die and bleed on that cross to purchase the church, to purchase us, to pay our debt of sin. And He wants us to remain pure. Keep ourselves pure. How do we do that? By not partaking in other men's sins. Just because other people are doing it, just because it seems to be accepted by the average person, that does not make it acceptable for you and for me, for God's children. James, the first chapter, verse 27, says, Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Unspotted from the world. I'm wearing a white shirt, and chances are, if God gives me the opportunity to eat lunch today, this white shirt's probably not going to stay unspotted. It just seems to happen to me. 
Folks, much more, more important than that, we need to keep our, li- our lives unspotted from the world. And the world wants to get all over us. The world wants us spotted. The world wants a hold of our heart. The world wants in our heart. The world wants to take control of our lives. Satan wants to take control of our lives with sin and ruin it. We're going to have to actively keep ourselves spotted from the world. Jude 21. Brother D used this last week. It says, Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord and Jesus Christ unto eternal life. We need to keep ourselves in the love of God. We're going to be full of something. We're going to keep something. It doesn't need to be sin and Satan and evil. It needs to be the love of God. It's something we have to actively do. It's a spiritual mindset we need to get, we need to work towards, we need to hold on to. Back to Proverbs 4 and 23 and the verses after that. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips, put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. So we're warned in verse 24. We need to guard our heart by guarding our speech. Put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips. Put far from thee. Luke 6 and 45, Christ said, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of his heart, his mouth speaks. Think about abundance. What is abundance? You know, we're blessed with the ladies of this congregation and we have a meal together. It's in abundance. Everybody gets well fed and there's leftovers because they've prepared it in abundance. What's abundantly in our heart? What's mostly in our heart? What is there plenty of in our heart? What's in our heart and running over? That's exactly what's going to come out of our mouth. What comes out of our mouth reveals our heart. Every tree is known by its fruit, and it's how we're known. You know, you can, you can look at somebody, see a stranger, somebody that you've never met before, and there might be a few things, maybe a first impression that you can get from them by what they look, look like. But you don't really know somebody until you talk to them. Because what are they going to say? What are they going to talk about? The things they talk about, the way they speak, that tells us what's in their heart. That's how we know somebody and brothers and sisters that's how we are known how are we known out in the world at the coffee shop at the shop at the workplace 
at the hairdresser. How are we known? And is it consistent all the time? James, the first chapter, verse 19 says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Sometimes we just need to slow down before we speak. Slow down. Sometimes emotions get the, wor- get the best of us or the worst of us. We need to think and let the good that's in our heart, let it come out. If anger and jealousy and impatience, if that's what's in our heart, that's what's going to come out. That's what the world's going to see. And that's what they'll judge us by. We need to keep control. Temper what we say. Filter what we say. Be a reflection of Christ. We need to think of others. How will what we say affect others? Somebody may, something, may say something rude to us, mean to us, disrespectful to us, disrespectful to our family. Something that gets us emotional. Maybe we want to come right back, say something to them, say something about them. Slow down. Be slow to speak. Allow the good that we know, the good that's in our heart, allow it to come out rather than emotion, things that are negative. Let it reflect Christ. We need to guard our heart by guarding our eyes. Proverbs 4 and 25 says, Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee what our eyes take in go right to our heart what our eyes take in can ruin our heart if we're taking in things that are evil and we fill our hearts with that, it can ruin our hearts. And so much more. Matthew 5 and 28. Christ said, But I say unto you, that Whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. What comes in the eyes can go straight to the heart. Work on the heart, work on the will, work on the imagination and cause us to sin. Proverbs 6 and 25 says, Lust not after her beauty in thine heart, neither let her take thee with her eyelids. What do we allow in our eyes? What do we spend our time with? Things on the computer, things on our phone, things on the television, things that we're taking into our eyes can ruin us 
and can ruin our hearts, ruin careers, ruin marriages, ruin lives. We have to guard our hearts by guarding our eyes. And we have to work at it. Job 31 and 1 said, I made a covenant with mine eyes. Why then should I think upon a maid? It's something we're going to have to work at. Make a covenant with our eyes that we're not going to take in things that's going to go straight to our heart and can ruin our heart. Ladies, dress modestly. Let your beauty come from the inside with that gentle and quiet spirit. Wear things that helps us. When people see you and out in the world, how do they see you? You know, what we dress can make, again, those impressions. Do they see us as somebody with a quiet and meek spirit by the things that we wear? Or do those impressions sometimes communicate something different? It's important. We guard our hearts by guarding our eyes. We guard our hearts by guarding our thoughts. Verse 26 says, Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Remember back in the summer, those early morning, those wasn't early, but those, those morning meetings that we had, Brother Jimmy, each morning, he'd stand up here and he'd said, did you remember your Creator this morning? I'll pass that same question. Did you remember your Creator this morning? Every morning, when the day starts, let's remember our Creator. Let's think on those good things. Let's set out. Let's pray. Let's make today a point that we're going to do the right thing. We're going to bring glory to God. We're not going to let the world spot us. We're not going to be overtaken. We're not going to take things in with our eyes that's going to go straight to our heart. We're going to guard our heart by the things that we say. When we, talk, when we, st we can start that by thinking about that every morning. During the day, when we know we've got difficult situations and places to go and things that we're going to be exposed to things. Let's prepare our minds. Let's prepare our hearts. Ponder the path of our feet. Ponder means to think about. Means to weigh closely. Mark 7 and verse 21 says, Far from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, and murders. That's where those things come from. From our hearts. From within. The things that we think about. Let's not think about those things. 
when those thoughts enter our mind, when we get exposed to something out in the world at work, at entertainment things, whatever happens when we get exposed to those things, let's not let it take our mind. Don't let it take our heart. Fight those things off. It's something we have to actively do to keep our hearts. The heart's deceitful. Jeremiah 17 and 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Our heart can fool us. Our heart can deceive us. We've got to actively work at it. And you know, we can do nothing. And if we do nothing, that will just allow our hearts to grow evil. Inactivity and thinking we're not doing, just thinking we're just going to be neutral in this. There is no neutral. We will lose ground. We'll lose ground to Satan in our hearts. We need to fill our hearts with good and taking action in doing that by denying ourselves, taking up that cross, following Christ. Hebrews 3 verse 12 says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Sin is deceitful. The heart is deceiving. The two working together can be devastating to our lives. You know, many will fall into this that the world has fallen into that there is no God that lie. Psalms 14 and 1 says, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The heart is deceiving. The heart will lie to us if we allow those things in our heart. The world will say, There is no God. There is no punishment for sin. I can do what I want. There are no consequences. And what is the result? Corrupt and abominable works and no good. Isn't that something that we're seeing so prevalent in the world that's just getting pushed on us? But that's what happens. You know, we're experiencing as a nation a growing number of people that says there is no God. There is no heaven. There is no hell. There are no consequences. And the result of that is an abominable works.
Genesis 6, verse 5, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Can you imagine that many people, how wicked they had become? God hates it. Proverbs 6, it's among the things that God hates is a heart that devises wicked imaginations. And what did God do? He destroyed it. Save Noah and his family that found grace in the eyes of the Lord. James 1 and verse 14 says, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. And when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Sin has a cycle, and sin has a source. And it's our heart. We need to guard our heart by guarding how we live. Proverbs 4 and 27 says, turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. We need to flee from evil. And we need to focus because the world is trying to turn us. You spend any time watching television, it's going to push the fact that fornication is okay. Everybody's doing it and it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, despite the feelings of the world, fornication is wrong. It's sinful. It's wrong on the side of God. And it has no place amongst us. We can't, can't turn on and watch a football game without seeing an insurance commercial or a jewelry commercial with a couple that's the same sex and they're trying to normalize this. It's not normal. It's not the family that's established by God. And we need to love those people, but we need to hate the sin. And we cannot let it become normal to us. Let it get in our hearts. Let it harden our hearts so that those things don't bother us. Well, that's just the world today. Love the people, not the sin. Mark, the seventh chapter. We read part of this earlier. Verse 21, For from within... Out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. These things are evil. Look at the list. These things are evil. Not what should be a part of a Christian's life. And there's things that we're tempted by. Things that we have to deal with. Things that we have to fight against. They come from within and defile us. But you know, we can change our hearts. Proverbs 16 and 3 says, Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts 
shall be established. We can change our hearts. We can change our thinking, but it's something we have to actively do and actively work towards. When we sin, it's not by accident. When we sin, it's not because we're tempted above what we're able to bear. When we sin, it's because we've been drawn away of our own lust and enticed. And in our mind, our heart, we've, we're tempted and we choose to sin. But we can stop this thing by committing thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. You've heard many different thoughts about how long it takes to develop a habit. Let's look over one that said the 21 and 90 rule. You do something for 21 days in a row, it's a habit. You do it for 90 days and it's set. I don't know what it is. And I'm sure it'd be different for everybody. But I know what the scripture says. It says, commit thy works. Do those things that are right. Sometimes when we don't feel like it. Sometimes when we're in a weakened state. Sometimes when we're tired. Tired of trying to keep doing good when there's so much evil around us. Keep doing good and our thoughts will be established. Keep doing the right thing. Keep studying God's word. It'll become your delight. Keep praying. We need to pray the hardest when we don't feel like it. We need to study the worst when we don't feel like it. That's when we need it the worst. Just keep doing what is right and develop those good habits and get the evil out of our heart. We can change our hearts. Our hearts determine our character. Proverbs 23 and 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. We are what's in our heart. Some of you may remember the old schoolhouse rock commercial or cartoon, You Are What You Eat. Folks, we are. Our life is what we put in our heart. It's going to come out and it's going to determine what our life is. What's in our heart is going to come out and prove it. Proverbs 27 and 19 says, As in water, face answers to face, so the heart of man to man. You know, just like when we look into a pool of water or we look into a mirror, it reflects our face. Our heart reflects our life. It reflects what we are, it reflects what's in us. It reflects the effort that we put in things. It reflects the time that we put in things. It reflects what we love. And it'll show all the world. We've got to guard our heart. Ephesians 4 and 17 this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling, had given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. 
alienated from the life of God through ignorance. Ignorance of what? Ignorance of God's word. Ignorance of his will. Ignorance of his love. Ignorance of the sacrifice. Ignorance of eternity. And being alienated from God, they give themselves over to sin. But not us. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard Him and have been taught by Him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Despite what's going on in the world, despite what's just being thrown in our face, despite what's being accepted, despite what's being normalized, by the media, and by the average citizen of this nation, it can't be for us. It can't be for the church. We've not so learned Christ. We've learned Christ. We know the blessing. We know that God loves us in that sacrifice. And we need to have a renewed spirit, a different mind. Transformed. Not conformed to the world. Transformed through Christ a new person that practices righteousness and true holiness. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. We have a God that loves us, and if you're at a place in your life that you know you shouldn't be, maybe you are a Christian and you've strayed from that, you're having some heart issues and you need the help of the church you need prayers we'd ask you to come forward maybe you've never obeyed the gospel maybe you need a starting point and we'd like to give you that Christ would like to give you that this morning you can come forward you can confess Christ before this audience you can repent of your past life and you can be buried with him in baptism and leave here that new creature with that renewed mind Won't you come as we stand and sing?